0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Parent Playing Video Game Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Diablo 2. We're going to go over our normal categories here. We're going to go over the gameplay, the story. Uh, We're going to go over the music, time commitments, that kiddable ranking per se. And then we're going to give it a conclusion. Uh, So first off, I want to say Diablo 2 was released way, way back. As we always like to say, back in 2000. Um, I remember we got it, we uh, loved it. Uh, right from the get-go the original Diablo my brother and I played tons of and uh, this one I think when it came out I'm sure we jumped on it right away to pick it up and um, it kind of took everything from the original and just sort of made it better Um, and uh, I'll get on to a little bit later but the expansion pack Lord of Destruction when that came out it kind of just took it up to that next level once again sort of thing um, so I do remember a very good memory of Diablo One actually it was uh, way back when uh, we were living in Trinidad and my brother and I uh, we were well, my brother was playing and I was watching him. Uh, my brother's older, so that's usually how we play games together, of course, right? Uh, anyway, so I remember uh, watching him play in uh, Diablo One and I remember the Goatman and the sound that they made and that kind of was just a really uh, very good core memory sort of thing. And again, I remember when Diablo 2 came out, we both were very, very uh, heavily into it, quite liked it. Um, And as I said, yeah, the Lord of Destruction expansion just made it even better. So I'm going to quickly talk about what I've been playing recently. Um, This Diablo 2, Resurrected, I have not actually played anything else in the last two or so weeks. Um, This has just kind of captured my attention. I've been really enjoying it. Um, I mean, I've not been playing a huge amount, but I mean, I've been putting in a decent amount of time. I mean, I'm level 50 something right now. So, um, yeah, I've been putting in some time. And, you know, as I say with these uh, podcasts, I, I never know what I'm going to do next. I might have an idea, but I'm also, you know, sometimes I just get inspired and that's what it was for this. I was just playing it, playing it, playing it. I'm like, you know what? It's on my big list. I have a big list of games that I want to, I definitely want to talk about, and this was on it, and I'm like, oh, why don't I take the opportunity to uh, talk about it now? Um, Since I'm playing it, it's fresh in my mind. Uh, It is way deeper than I remember, Um, so yeah, might as well just, hey, let's talk about it and see how people think. So that is what I have been playing. Um, who knows if that'll be the exact same in the next two weeks. I might take a little break so that I can get a little shake up and talk about a different game. But hey, we'll see, I guess, right? So the game takes place um, right after Diablo 1, or at least pretty close to being after Diablo 1. Uh, so Diablo 1, as the uh, spoiler of it would be, is uh, you are the hero of Sword String. You know, you're playing whatever. You go down into hell. You beat Diablo. And then what you do to kind of contain Diablo's soul and make sure he doesn't wreak havoc again is that you take his you know, soul stone, his kind of essence, and jam it in your head. Um, so, yeah, it goes in your head. And then now you're, as the hero, you've contained it. You've saved the day. Everyone's happy. Yay, yay, blah, blah, blah sometime goes on I don't think it's a huge amount of time and then all of a sudden that that hero that you were is now not doing super great I mean it's pretty obvious he put the essence of Diablo the devil in himself he's not gonna do super great so he kind of just starts going he starts walking he's trying he's got something that has uh, kind of controlling him that tells him to do something and how Diablo 2's story is told is actually kind of from the point of, uh, a, kind of like a, some random guy. Uh, I don't want to say he's like, I mean, maybe like a homeless guy of sorts, but like he's just kind of like a, you know, he's almost like a wanderer himself. I mean, this character is considered the wanderer, uh, this guy that uh, has that essence of Diablo in him. So Morius is the gentleman that is sort of narrating the story to you, um... Or at least you're hearing it from him sort of thing. And he is the one that's sort of saying, you know, I was following him and we did this and this and this kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, the the Wanderer has, uh, I think he says something along the lines of that. It's got this, like, dark aura that seems to be pushing him towards something. Morius follows him. And I'm not even 100% sure why. I don't know if he had, uh, you know, some reward out of it. Or it was just kind of he felt... Almost possessed to do it himself. So he's following the Wanderer. You start off in Act 1, um, the base game, and I'm going to be comparing, or not necessarily comparing, but I'll be talking about the base game, which is Act 1, 2, 3, 4, as well as Lord of Destruction, which is Act 5. We'll go over a few of the things that I remember changing from one to the other. There are tons. We're definitely not going to get into all that. It would take a lot of work and uh, time, so we're not going to get into that. But um, as I said, the story, you start in Act 1. Uh, On this one here, you kind of have to... um, follow through the wilderness area uh, kind of thing um it's uh, it, the town that you're in is called a rogue encampment has uh, some uh rogues, you know uh, archers lady archers that are in there um it's all ruined it's grassy it's wet um i actually really like act one a lot uh, i like the way that the um areas the above areas not the dungeons are kind of built fairly straightforward um nothing too crazy and also when i say that how the areas are built um if you're not aware diablo uh one i'm pretty sure diablo one had this as well um but diablo is quite known for its um uh, procedurally generated kind of worlds so as you keep continue on when you load up the game the levels are not the same Uh, and if you play online character versus offline every single time you load it up it's the areas are completely different they may have some sort of uh constraints in a sense that you know a certain exit will always be at the top right of the screen or something along those lines but for the most part yeah it's completely random and that obviously you know as we get later on to replayability that adds a lot to it um personally when i've been playing it i have been uh um i've been playing in the the offline single player mode and that one doesn't randomize each time we load up the game um and i mean i'm okay with that (laughs) sort of thing it's uh it makes uh when you kind of do some grinding you want to always take out a specific boss because they have a good chance of dropping a really good item um it makes it a little bit easier to be honest with you um again i'm not looking to play this game personally especially right now on a min maxing kind of thing um i just want to play it for fun play 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 pick it up later play 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 kind of thing i'm not looking to really focus on it so, anyway back to uh my uh the acts so act one ends in the catacombs and ends with you fighting one of the lesser evils which is uh Andariel. not a not a crazy difficult boss uh she does she poisons you kind of thing but i mean again nothing in this is too crazy hard um it is challenging don't get me wrong but if you are you can just grind to level up you can get better items there's always something better out there so if you have a hard time with something you can always go back a few uh, levels kind of thing and either grind through it, gain some levels, or you can, you know, look at getting different items. Uh, act 2, after that, it goes into Lut Golan, uh, which is a desert area. Uh, personally, it's probably my least liked uh, area in the game. The enemies are... Um, or, I guess, the open areas, the above-ground areas, are so sparse with enemies and they're so open that it's... Um, yeah, you have a... It's... There's just so few enemies to actually attack. So I feel like you're just walking around, running around with nothing to do, and then you attack a few, and then walk around, walk around, nothing to do. Uh, it's not like the giant, um, you know, hordes of enemies that you'd see in Diablo 3. Uh, this is definitely not that, quite the opposite. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of that part. However, it does have one area called the Arcane Sanctuary, and that one's really cool. I quite like that. The enemies in there, it's kind of like four directions on where you can go, and they kind of have a different... Um, Uh, creation of the level like some are stairs some are uh, just like platforms some are teleportation parts so that one's kind of cool and you can usually get some pretty good items in there and gain some good experience uh, if you needed to grind on that too Uh, act two ends with uh, you taking out a evil i think it's a lesser evil called durial Um, that one is a tough one it slows you down with uh, ice and it hits you really really hard and knocks you back. So you're very slow, you get knocked back, and it's just, yeah, hard. Um, then you go into Act 3. So Act 3 is the Kuras Docks. Uh, this one's kind of a, it's a wet forest area. A lot of these places are wet, except, oh, well, sorry, I guess only Act 1 and 2, or sorry, 3 are wet. Act 2 is definitely not wet, it's a desert. Um, so yeah, wet forest area. Uh, kind of the beginning is, it's okay. Um, I mean, again, it's, it's nowhere near as bad as the uh, Lut It's fine, though. It kind of, you just run around, run around, and then eventually you get to almost like this town-like area where you have Lower Curest, uh, the Curest Bazaar, Upper Curest, and then you get to, I think it's called the Travincul. Travincul? I actually don't really know how to say it, but, um, yeah, that one's cool because those areas I quite like. Uh, you get into the sewers, which is kind of a slog. It's huge and um, not the easiest to kind of traverse through. Uh, but... Nonetheless, you get through there, and then you get into a uh, the uh, final boss of that act is uh, Mephisto. Um, and he's a good boss. Uh, that is definitely uh, one of the bosses that if you want to grind and do runs on, so then you can get those better items, that's definitely one of the bosses you would do uh, that with for sure. Um, he, I believe he's one of the greater evils. I'm not 100% sure I'm not going to try and get that hard into the story, because I don't actually know... Um, the difference between the prime evils prime evils there you go not greater evils sorry uh the prime evils and the lesser evils and why and what sort of thing um it has a really cool story the whole diablo lore stuff is really cool um and just quickly to touch on that i know i'm scatterbrained, but it's how i'm feeling tonight um so there's three prime evils which is diablo mephistol and bale and then there's the lesser evils which i mean i know that and one um dariel i feel like that makes sense is one Or it's just some random creature that is on the side of the evils. Nonetheless, uh, you've defeated Act 3. You've moved on to Act 4. Now, Act 4 is literally hell. You start off in the Pandemonium Fortress. And then you walk down into steps and you're pretty much in hell. You eventually walk through a few areas and you get to the River of Flame, which is literally a river of flame. It's hell. (laughs) Like It really is hell here. Uh, If you haven't heard, it's hell. So, once you get through there, you get to a place called the Chaos Sanctuary. Now, this is the final area of the base game of uh, Diablo 2 itself. This one is weird. So, all the other acts, Act 1, 2, and 3, uh, and then 5 in the expansion, they all have about maybe 10 or so. uh, 10 or 12, I don't know exactly, but they each have 10 or so uh, waypoints in the uh, whole act. So, it makes the acts roughly around the same size. They're not exactly the same size, but for the most part, yes, same size. Pandemonium Fortress, or sorry, Act 4. Uh, that one has three waypoints, including the Pandemonium Fortress. It is incredibly small. So it's kind of, um. I don't know why they made it so short. It kind of sucks <laughs> because of that. Um, I mean, the final area, the Chaos Sanctuary, when you get there, that one's really cool. Uh, very hard enemies that are in there for sure. Um, but again, that one's a, I'd say that was probably at least back in the day before the expansion. That was a great place to grind levels. Uh, and then of course, uh, the end of act four, you're, you're fighting off Diablo. Uh, and, um, the Diablo is a challenging boss for sure. He has a very cool kind of like, um, lightning sort of blast attack, uh, which just melts away your health. But funny enough, it, does not affect your mercenaries and quick aside on mercenaries actually no, we'll deal with mercenaries later but the um yeah the it doesn't affect the mercenaries so it actually makes mercenaries kind of useful against him um, but yeah it's uh it's a tough fight for sure um but you know once you kind of get the hang of it and know what his attacks are he only has a handful it's not too hard um again diablo is a pretty decent uh boss to run to uh, try and get, you know, good items and things like that. But Mephisto, I think, from my memory, is um, is a much better option kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if the rolls are better or if it's just maybe easier to get to, so it's quicker, but nonetheless. Um, so, as I said, that's the end of Diablo two And we're done. That's it. The expansion, um, Diablo two Lord of Destruction, that introduces Act 5, which is Harrogath. Harrogath is um, at the base of a mountain Uh, called ariot peak and the ancients which are at the peak of ariot peak yeah sure um they're three kind of um barbarians so the whole area is all barbarians that's what they are the people that are there so when you get up there it's three ancient barbarians they're spirits of sorts and you have to i think kind of uh prove yourself to them so you go up there they kind of wake up Uh, that is a tough fight um, they hit hard and fast and just the three of them so you can't just, it's not just a one on one fight kind of thing. you are constantly being barraged from all sorts of angles. One of them has ranged attack, one of them does a you know whirlwind attack. they're, um, they're a tough fight for sure. Uh, that isn't even the final boss too because once you're done that, then you move on into uh, the next area. can't remember actually exactly what it's called, but uh, you move on to the next area and you get down into there and that gets you to bail. Um, so, as I mentioned earlier, the three-party evils Diablo, Mephisto, and Bale. We've already taken out two of them in the original. Then Bale, who's now the final boss of Diablo II Lord of Destruction. So, um, he, right before you go into and fight him, he's kind of on a throne, and he summons several enemies to you. Those enemies are tough, because you have to take them all out and they're, um, like, you know, mini-bosses, per se, and, the, yeah, they are challenging to get through, uh, and then Bale himself is a pretty challenging boss as well, uh, but again, you'll do, you'll hear of, like, Mephesto runs and Bale runs to get better items, uh, those are the ones that, yeah, again, you want to do to, you know, again, this is what this game is, is really grinding, getting items, and getting to the higher level, and sort of getting your character in all the best gear kind of thing, um, but, the nice thing is is that I remember back in the day that it almost seemed like you had to have you know this is your weapon and this is your helmet and this is your rings and now it seems um to have been a little bit tweaked and again I played this prior to uh, replaying it recently I probably played this you know 12 to 15 years ago so it's been a long 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 time since I did actually play it so um and then of course you know you beat Bale and you are now completed the game that's great haha it is not done so the game actually has multiple difficulties so you go through it the first time you've beaten normal now you're on nightmare you go through act one to five again you beat that now you're on hell you go through act one to five again and that's like the end of the game so you kind of have to go through it three times and it's just increasing in difficulty um one of the things that gets really really hard is that they uh, put in on hell is that every enemy has an immunity to something So that could be lightning, fire, ice, poison, or physical. I think that's all there is. I don't think there's another one. Now, if you're uh, like a barbarian where your attacks are all physical, you come up to a physical immune, you're pretty much useless. You cannot do any damage. So you can't do the whole eggs in one basket on your skills kind of thing. There are some pretty rare items that can help... Uh, Either remove or lower the amount of immunity they have so you can still do some damage. Maybe you do 20% of your damage instead of 0% of your damage, so at least it's better than nothing. Uh, But those again are incredibly hard to find, they're very high levels, so you may have to either run away or have a different strategy on those enemies completely. So, um, yeah, once you, of course, have beaten the game, then You know, as people may say, the real game begins kind of thing. And that's hunting for all the items that you want to get your character just fully kitted out in the best gear they could possibly have. Uh, Now, speaking of the characters, there's seven of them. So there's an Amazon, a Necromancer, Barbarian, Sorceress, Paladin, Druid, and Assassin. And uh, I think most of those are fairly uh, self-explanatory. Quickly go over them. So the Amazon, they kind of have two paths they can take. They can take javelin and spears, or they can take bows uh, slash crossbows. And again, pretty straightforward. Uh, So me personally, I'm actually doing an Amazon, a javazon, and that's a javelin Amazon. Hence, you know, on. So that one there, the big things that I'm using, my big skills, and I'm not going to go into detail on the other ones, just the one that I'm playing, um, is an attack called Lightning Fury. So she throws one of her javelins, and you have a limited amount, but you can repair it so you get them back. So you throw 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 it hits the enemy and it explodes in lightning bolts so i i think i'm at like level 54 or something like that i've maxed that out so when it hits it explodes into like something like 22 or 23 lightning bolts and hits other enemies but i also have a skill called pierce which gives me roughly 50 percent chance for my uh uh, javelin to go through an enemy and maybe hit another one and uh, so you can get some really big explosions of lightning And, uh, it's almost like you benefit from attacking a larger group of enemies versus a smaller group. So, and that's one of the things where this character and this build are a little bit tricky on, is that one-on-one damage is okay. Group damage is just insane. Like, everything just melts in front of me. I have no issues with a massive group. In fact, it's actually much easier. I throw a couple of those bad boys in there, poof, she done, right? Um, and then there's some passive skills that i'm looking to get again not right now i'm just focusing on the damage but something like valkyrie and it comes it's like a summon of a uh, another amazon Um, not with the same skills that i have but she's something kind of like as a sponge so enemies can attack her rather than me Um, i did mention as well i have uh, the mercenaries so each act has a different type of mercenary um, the rogue act one is the, like a rogue, just shoots bow and arrow. Act two is a guy with a spear, but he has auras and that's actually the one I got. I'll explain what that is. Act three are kind of like a, uh, warrior mage sort of thing. Um, act four has none, sorry. So not every act, but act five has barbarians and they're as a barbarian is, you know, whack, whack, whack. So, uh, as the mercenary that I have is a, um, uh what does he do he has an aura called holy freeze and so enemies within a certain close range to him will get slowed down um so especially on bosses that's handy because then they can be slowed down and that means they attack me less meaning less damage done to me uh you can get it where you can attack faster but i'd rather have a little bit more uh almost like defense you know survivability um than having uh more faster attack uh, just because, as I said, mine right now, but I, I do plenty of damage. I'm not concerned about that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that's the one that I have, uh, and it's cool because uh, I, I looked it up. And again, I'm I'm not ashamed of looking up any guides or anything like that. To be honest, I need as much help as I can get. To be honest with you, um, and I actually made a polearm, um, or I got him a polearm that has a skill that regenerates my mana. And it does like a 500 plus percent increase in my mana regeneration. So I very rarely have to drink a mana potion to get any of that mana back. So I can just use my skills over and over again and have very little downtime just because of that. So as long as my mercenary is alive and close enough to me, I'm in great shape. And again, in big crowds, I pretty much take them out in one or two throws of my javelin. So they very rarely even get close to either of us. Um, now, as I said earlier, the immunity, so if I come up to, uh, an enemy that has a lightning immunity, then I'm in trouble because all my attacks are lightning. I did what I said you shouldn't do, which is eggs in one basket. Um, I don't know if in the future I can maybe tweak something, but, um, again, when I run into that, my, uh, mercenary is powerful enough to actually take out and do damage, which is, Surprisingly enough, Um, I mean, you don't have to kill every enemy on the screen. You don't have to kill every unique enemy you find. You just have to get through pretty much to the bosses. You just, and again, you know what? Play however you want, right? You don't have to play a specific way. So, uh, as I said, so that's my character, the Amazon Javazon, uh, necromancer, that one, I think fairly self-explanatory, you can have some poison attacks, you have some bone attacks, um, and then you have summoning, that's obviously the biggest thing for a necromancer, you can summon skeletons and skeleton mages, you can summon all sorts of golems, like a stone golem, I think stone golem, earth golem, not sure, uh, blood golem is a really cool one, fire golem's quite powerful, Uh, Iron Golem is actually neat, because to summon it, you actually have to summon it from a metal weapon or piece of armor. I thought that was a cool mechanic. So you have to throw something down, and the better that is, I think the better armor it has as well. Uh, Barbarian on the next one, uh, that one again, very straightforward. They can use spears, they can use swords, they can use, uh, two weapons, and, you know, go into, like, a frenzy of an attack, whirlwinds, stuff like that sorceress is again very straightforward (laughs) these are not like that unique classes again the game came out now 23 years ago it was um it wasn't like groundbreaking so sorceress is fire lightning ice and a multitude of spells to support them as well Uh, paladin uh, paladins are actually quite interesting they can use auras like my act 2 mercenary so they can have that same holy freeze aura I mean there's a bunch of different ones, you can have ones that make you attack faster, ones that make you just do straight more damage, you can have ones where it gives you um, elemental damage, so on those ones that are immune to physical, that's really handy, you can also have the defensive ones, just increase your defense more, Uh, you can have ones that make you attack and hit more often, like a whole bunch of different orders. so that's one tree that they have. Um, and then I actually can't remember off the top of my head what other ones they have but one of the builds that I used to do way back in the day was a a hammer den and that was where you used a a skill called blessed hammer and that kind of you cast it as almost like a spell and it spun a hammer going around you and it was going further and further kind of like a almost like a spiral outwards and it would hit enemies and so you kind of get yourself in the middle and you do this a bunch and it takes out enemies as they come towards you so very handy Uh, so druid and assassin are actually um, characters that came in with the expansion pack so those first five that i mentioned those are the ones that came with the original game druid and assassin new so druid is a kind of all sorts of uh, kind of things so it can be a just a spellcaster. so you can use earth magic uh, wind magic to do actual just magical damage kind of like a sorceress you can also transform yourself into a bear and you can be a big hulking like tank of a character. You can transform yourself into a, were- a wolf, where you're doing more damage, but you can take more damage too. So a few different options on that one. Um, and then finally, assassin is you are very quick. Quack. quack. <laughs> you're very quick to attack. Um, you do less damage per hit, but you do hits very quickly. You can have dual wielding like claws and things like that. And uh, you can do poison damage on there. You can lay down traps. Uh, things like that. I personally never played much of the Assassin especially, but the Druid not too much either. The other ones I played lots of. Um, Necromancer I always wanted to be good at, but the Necromancer got really, really hard when you were fighting bosses because if the boss took out your skeletons, you needed corpses to summon them. And most bosses are in a complete separate room on their own with no other, you know, minor enemies. So if you lost your, you know, minions... You, you're kind of hooped <laughs> it's like game over for you and so you have to go out find more corpses to do so on and so forth and it, it made it more difficult so something with that as well is that there is a multiplayer in this game you could have up to eight people in a game so you could have you know one or two necromancers but then two or three barbarians and they take the hits of the boss and as you have more characters in the game the difficulty went up So then it kind of balances out because if the difficulty stayed the same and you had eight characters in the game, it would be way, way too easy. So they scaled up the difficulty as you had more characters in the game. Now, one thing that uh, they used to have in the game, and I mean, they still do, but to activate it, it was a like a text command to do it. Um, in Diablo 2 Resurrected what they've done is they've actually made it just as an option so I who is playing a single player offline game I cannot play with anyone else my character can never play with anyone else Um, so I can if I want kind of simulate having other characters in the game to make it more difficult for me however with greater difficulty comes greater reward more experience I think you get better drops from uh, uh, enemies you know the chance goes up sort of thing so it's not like you're just doing it for to make it more difficult. No, you do get something more out of it kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's the seven characters. As I said, Amazon is who I chose to play this time. I don't know if I did another character right now. I couldn't tell you. I think it's more of a, oh, we'll see what I'm feeling. I mean, maybe Assassin. That would be kind of cool, I think. Cause as I said, I've never actually... Um, Played an assess really in depth so i think it'd be cool to actually play it try it out sort of thing um so as i said you know even though yes there is a story to the game and the story is fantastic don't get me wrong i've just played through the game probably like 50 times so i mean i'm kind of the story i'm like okay let's let's move along move along kind of thing and that's why i think in diablo 3 they came up with a mode called adventure mode that once you played through the story one time with any character on your account Then every single character you can make can go into adventure mode where it's really just grinding and finding weapons, leveling up, that kind of thing. Um, So with that, as I said, items are so, so key to this game that that's, that's the biggest reason for the game. Items and just grinding. So the... Kind of, there's different levels of items, different uh, quality levels. So, grey is trash. It's it's usually where it's like broken gloves or low-quality sword. It's useless. If you literally had nothing in your hands, that's the only time it would be good. But you start off with basic items. Uh, the next one, which is the white, is common. And that's just your generic, like, nothing special. It's just like, here's a sword, absolutely nothing on there. You then get into magic and rare items. So, magic is blue. That gives you maybe a couple um different uh, you know modifiers on there so you might get like you know you know 4 to 8 extra fire damage or you know 5% magic find or 10 dexterity something like that but only one or two of those things then you get to rare and rare is probably you're going to be your most commonly found items that you're changing up and so those ones can have a whole bunch of different attributes on it you can have you know five or six and there are so many different things you can have like, I could, uh, I could name a bunch, but I mean, it's just, there's so many that you can have. One of the coolest ones is uh, plus one or plus one, two, something like that, to your skills. So, in your skill tree, so as I said, Lightning Fury, I can only ever put 20 in there. That's it but I can find items that do plus one to skills or plus two to, you know, javelin spear skills. Then my Lightning Fury continues to go up past that 20 and you just have more damage with that, more bolts that fly out of it. So it's really important, especially like myself, this character, I didn't realize it, but the damage that I do with Lightning Fury has nothing to do with the you know damage on my weapon itself so my weapon may do 7 to 21 throw damage that's it but if I find one that does let's say 80 to 100 throw damage it would make no difference at all it is purely on my skills for Lightning Fury, so realistically for me, I'm like, I don't care if it's a really high damage weapon uh, with, you know, let's say six things on there, but I have a low damage weapon with eight things in there better, you know, more dexterity, or more, actually dexterity doesn't matter either, but more, you know, different skills, like plus two to skills, and, you know, mana steal, or life steal, or, uh, you know, a faster attack speed, or resistances, things like that, those are more important to me than just raw damage, so that's kind of what I'm looking for, Um, You can also get set items, so these ones are really neat, and uh, what they are is they, they have their own, they're kind of like a mix between rare and magic items, they're better than magic, but not as good as rare, as an individual item, however, if you get the whole set, and maybe the set is four things, maybe it's gloves, a sword, armor, helmet, and oh that's four things yeah so maybe it's all that and then once you get the set you kind of unlock even more things so maybe when you have all the set you have plus one or plus two to all skills and you get 200 percent more damage or something like that but the sets are really cool but of course finding sets are really hard because you have to find those four items those four specific items and they have to be set items so i mean it just if you're going to get a set a whole set definitely a lot of work for sure uh then the second last let's call it uh the set or I guess the last items that you can find are uniques and these are kind of the uh the really cool ones the ones that when you see it drop you're like oh that's kind of cool um they're gold and set items sorry I didn't say they're green but unique items are gold and so um they can and they are always the same I don't think they vary when it comes to how much. Like some, you know, uh, rare items, it can be anywhere, let's say, for an example, from, you know, 10 to 18% increase in damage, for an example. Whereas a unique item, that when that unique drops, it's always 50% no matter what. So um, they're not, like, impossible to get. I have a dozen or 20 or so on my character, and I'm not really grinding for anything like that. I've just been playing through the game. So the hard part, of course, is getting the unique item that you want. So for an example, um, my character, the Javazon, the unique item, uh, the weapon that is kind of like the top, top tier of it is something called Titan's Revenge. It's a high-level javelin that's unique. So finding it, one, you have to get a javelin to drop. Two, you have to make sure it's that the higher-level version of that javelin. And three, it has to be unique. It's just there's compounding... Um, percentages that make it that much more difficult to actually get so if you can get it that is awesome but it's hard to get for sure but i mean with them being really hard they are really really good like that weapon is obscenely good for this build that i have it would be great but challenging to get Uh, then the last kind of item sort of is something called rune words so in the game and i think it was in lord of destruction i don't believe it was in the base game you can get uh, specific runes and they're little items that drop and then you can put them into weapons, armor, whatever it may be, that have sockets. And so a weapon may have a chance to have a socket. So for an example, um, I have a couple rune words equipped on me and I'm drawing a blank on it, but pretty much what it is, is you'll have... um, so let's say, for instance, there's one called Ancients' Pledge. Um, I'm using that one, I think. Yeah, I'm waiting. I have a, a better one um, coming eventually. Uh, but the uh, Ancients' Pledge, what it is, is you get three uh, rune words. It's Ral, Orcs and something else in a shield. I know I'm giving you so much great information right now, uh, but you get these three and you put it in a shield. And then with that, you get a rune word called Ancient's Pledge, which gives you lots of resistances and increased block chance and all these different things. Um, so remember I had said earlier that my mercenary, they had um, a uh, polearm that gave me that really, really good, uh, what was it, uh, mana regeneration, sorry. So with that, that's called Insight. So it's a four socket polearm. It needs to be Ral, Tear, Tal, and Sol. You have to put them in a polearm in that order to create this unique item called Insight. And funny enough, I got all those runes and they're random drops. I grinded on that because I'm like, I know this would be really useful for me if I can get this on my mercenary sooner rather than later. So I grinded for all of them. I got them. And then I had to get a polearm that had four sockets. So I go ahead and I get a weapon, I think it was a brandy stock with four sockets, something like perfect. And I pop in a roll, I pop in a tear, tall, saw, and all it is is roll, tear, tall, saw. It's not insight, And then I realized that the brandy stock is a spear type weapon and it has to be a polearm. So that was a, uh, you know, a forehead slap and a shake of the head there. But I then went and grind it again to get them and you can use a specific item called the Herodric cube to kind of make specific runes Uh, it's a whole nother thing where you transmute them so i was able to do that i think with one of those runes so i didn't have to grind for all of them and then i was able to find another uh weapon uh that was a polearm not a spear put it in and then poof now it's inside. So that was a huge upgrade because again that made it so I pretty much don't even need to use mana potions anymore. I still have a few just in case, but realistically I yeah, I don't need to use them at all anymore. Excuse me. Um and then there's a couple other ones that I want to get. There's spirit which is a specific one to shields that I have to wait till the hell difficulty to get. Um so I have most of those uh runes but I'm not grinding to get them because again if I don't have the shield and I can't get it until I'm in hell, or hell, uh, there's not much of a point of me having it now and spending the time on it. Um, And then there's other things, like there's a specific belt that'll take that 50% pierce that I have, add another 33% to it, with my plus to all skills that I have, I'd be at over 100% pierce, so pretty much every attack I do, every um, javelin that I throw is going to pierce through enemies, so it just gives you that even better damage on big crowds, which, I mean, I'm not in hell yet, I'm in nightmare... Um, and I think I may have just beaten Diablo. I think I just got to... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in Act 5, actually. Uh, um, so I'm not in the hardest difficulty yet. And I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, okay, this is uh, it's getting a little bit more challenging. It's still not too bad, but once I get to Hell, it's a big spike in difficulty. So um, yeah, I'll definitely need to uh, have some better damage output at that point there as well. So there's a bunch of different rune words. I mean, I think there's over well over 50. I don't know about 100, but there's quite a few up there for sure. So, um, yeah, I, as I said, lots of items to get. Rune words kind of help because you get tons of runes throughout, uh, it's, you can also always go after a specific enemy and reload the game and it's called the countess. She always drops, I think at least one rune word and she'll always drop from a specific table depending on if it's Normal, Nightmare, or Hell. So if you want one of the lower-end ones, because it goes into a rune or you just need to go and find it, you can just go down to Normal, even if you're level 70. And then you can just go, and it'll be super-duper easy, but you'll be able to go in there and you know grab the, uh, the rune that you need. And I think that probably covers it for, you know, story gameplay. There's a lot in there. I mean, we're almost 38 minutes into this thing and um, yeah, I haven't talked touched on any other category. But again, like the story, uh, as I said, is, is a really, really good story. If you're not too keen on... Uh, playing through the story. Uh, I'm sure there's YouTube videos that go through it. I actually have one on my uh, sort of watch later of the whole timeline of Diablo 1, 2, 3, and then 4, which is coming out, uh, I think, in about a month or so, which I'm pretty excited about, but probably won't play that day one, because who knows what it's going to be like, of course. But yeah, there's uh, some really, really cool stuff in the story there, um, and I feel like it pulls from some sort of, maybe not history, I don't think, but uh, some, some books that were written on other things some religious things in there I'm sure uh, but it's a, a really great story not just in two but all of Diablo's uh, stories have always been absolutely fantastic so uh, and then yeah the characters items all that fun stuff um, so with that in mind let's flip it on over to the music um, in this game the composer was a gentleman by the name of Matt Ulemon Ulemon lemon I am not too sure how to say his last name, but it was Matt. So, um, the, I'll be honest, the music, the music is good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, It's very atmospheric. It sets the mood that you are in a really dark, dreary, um, hellscape of sorts. There are demons that have been released from hell and you're, you know, fighting all of them off. But, um, I will be honest that, you know, at least back in the day, I would have the music muted. Um, I don't do this with a lot of games, um, but I would have the music muted and I would listen to music and I'm pretty sure it was with Winamp because um, uh, it was, again, a long time ago, back in the early 2000s. Um, and then I'm sure I purchased the music perfectly legally and everything through uh, you know the right channels. And I didn't use LimeWire or Kazaa. I don't even know if those are. I, don't I had that. And, um, it's funny, actually. One of, my, one of those memories that triggers things for you is... Uh, in playing Blood Brothers by Papa Roach in Act 3. You know, the rain's coming down. The lightning's flashing. And that song kicked on. And it's just... It, when I play in Act 3, it always reminds me of it kind of thing. Um, so, as I said, the music is good. I generally had it muted... However, when I'm playing through now, I'm playing on my PlayStation, I'm not blasting stuff at, you know, 1030, 11 o'clock at night while my family's trying to sleep. So I generally just keep it quiet with the music of the game itself. Um, So with that, we do have a few songs that uh, are good. Um, They're a little, as I said, more moody, a little bit slower. So um, they may not translate the greatest through uh, the podcast. However, uh, we do have our OC remix, one of those on there and a little bonus song that we will get to um, so the first song that we're going to be talking about is wilderness uh, wilderness it's a long song a lot of really good parts in it it's again moody works well it's actually the first song you hear outside of the rogue Encampment, sort of act one and again i know i've done this a few times but those songs that are the first or those areas that are the first just seem to hit different for me um, so that one's good Uh, on our next on our list is Tristram. Now, if you ever played uh, Tristram, or sorry, if you ever played the original Diablo, Tristram is the town that you go to save. In Diablo 2, it is destroyed. And that's actually where Deckard Cain, a classic character from Diablo series, it's up to being held uh, captive in a cage. So yeah, you go to Tristram, you get in there and you save him. Um, Again, classic song. It is the intro song to this uh, episode as well. I'm sure you noticed. Uh, And then we're going to move on to the OC Remix. As I said, a lot of the songs are a bit too atmospheric for me to sit back and listen to and enjoy and actually focus on listening. Work great in the game. So our OC Remix song... um, There was only one song for Diablo 2 that they had. So I'm actually going to dip into Diablo 1, but it is also a Tristram song, so maybe it works. Uh, So this song is called Wet Grass Inspired. Um, It's a really um cool like twangy song um relaxing it's got a little bit of rain in there it works well it's again moody atmospheric but it's a little bit more on the hey i can just listen to this on its own then this <laughs> this next song is i don't even know when i heard this originally so this is the deckard Kane rap And I highly, highly recommend everyone go into the comments or sorry, into the description, click the link. It is an hilarious song, whether you've played the game or not, it's just a lot of fun. And what's crazy is that the YouTube video uh, of this person uploading it is 14 years old. So that will put it at 2009, somewhere around there. Um, So yeah, I highly recommend if you're going to listen to any one of the songs that I recommend, this is the one because it's funny. Um, Decker Kane, Sounds kind of like Sean Connery and he makes a note of that in the song. So highly recommend listening to that song for sure. Now is the fun part. So this is the time commitment of the game. Um, As I said, yeah, beating this game is nothing too crazy. Nothing to write home about getting to level 100, getting to, you know, mastering that one character, finding those items. That's a whole other thing right? So beat the game, one thing. Getting to 100, that's a challenging thing to get to 100. That'll take you a long time. Getting everything you want for that build and getting those specific items, that is completely in a whole nother world. So with that, the replayability of this game, if you have the patience, that's the hard part, but it's near infinite, right? If I were to say, well, there's seven characters and there's multiple viable builds to get really really high level and you know get to 100 and take out all the enemies with ease there's multiple per character let's say there's to make it easy roughly 20 builds that you can do i mean i'm i don't even know how many hours i've spent on it but as i said i've been playing this and only this for the last roughly two weeks so there's clearly a lot to it um so again my personal time i don't have a personal time yet because i'm still not done in my head um, I don't know how long how long it took me to you know beat through normal maybe like 10 12 hours if that uh, and that's only because I'm blasting through it I know exactly where well maybe not exactly I know pretty well where to go um, I'm not reading the text that they're saying the voice acting all that stuff I'm just you know click 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 go 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 um, on the how long to beat sort of you know scale the main story um, is 21.5 hours And then the Completionist is 96.5 hours. However, that is specifically um, our Diablo 2 Resurrected. And the Completionist only has four, you know, polls, four entries. And one thing that I was looking around in um, How Long to Beat, you don't really have a um, definition of how, what's the definition of Completionist? Well, you don't really have that per game. Um, so for an example, I just did a quick look. If I took a look at Diablo 2, um, that one there, not resurrected, the original Diablo 2, completionist is 248 hours, and that one has 30 poles. I, I, again, I don't know what the difference is, why it's so drastically different. Um, but nonetheless, um, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's a lot of work for sure, uh, to get through it. And again, you make your own completionist. Is the completionist getting to a hundred? um is it getting to 100 with all characters getting to 100 all characters getting all items i mean you're never going to be able to get all items because you can't even fit that many items in your you know inventories and your stashes and things like that there's hundreds of items you're never going to be able to do that and i say never but like it'll be thousands and thousands of hours uh i'm i'm good i don't need that (laughs) so uh definitely don't need to go down that path um the speed run of this game uh, again is Diablo 2 Resurrected that's the other thing again you could look at Diablo 2 Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction Diablo 2 Resurrected i'm going to focus on Resurrected on this one um so for that one there um, there are so many categories cuz not only is there you know your classics like any percent 100% new game plus things like that you then have normal and hell then you have for instance remember I said you can simulate how many players there are we can have player 1 up to player 8 Then you have Sorceress and Amazon and Barbarian. And each one of these has all those. There's probably over 100 plus different categories, kind of thing. Uh, We're going to focus on just a handful. And mainly to show you, I wanted to point out it's the same category, but with different class. So, any percent Sorceress, um, that one has been done by Novice Cho, 45 minutes, 10 seconds. And then we have any percent Amazon. Only difference is from Sorceress to Amazon, which again is the character I'm playing. That's by Boxer Kabati. That's one hour, 16 minutes, 22 seconds. That's a half an hour jump. And the biggest reason is I think the Sorceress is able to teleport. So you can shoot across the map so, so quick. You can teleport over a chasm. You can teleport through walls pretty much as long as it's on the screen or really close to the edge of the screen, if, uh, if it's a little bit outside, you'll probably be able to teleport to it. Now, as I said, when, when you're playing this game, those maps are procedurally generated. So you don't know to go, you know, left for a minute and then down for 30 seconds, you're in the next area. It's random. Um, as I said, there are some specific, um, uh, what's the word, constraints of sorts. Like, you know, in the first level, you'll always have something called the Den of Evil, in the first area and then you'll have the path that you can walk along to go to the next area well that is always a constant um and again there's other things constant not constraints that's a better word for it it's uh there are other other constants in there again i'm not speedrunning the game i just know of them a little bit sort of thing um so yeah that's something that you can do so you already know right off the bat i'm gonna go this way because that is always the case even though it's random it's random with the uh, with a limit kind of thing, um, so yeah, as I said, the speedruns of this are uh, crazy because again the uh, the randomness of the game itself just can throw your whole run into chaos or it can give you an insanely good run. But you still have the skill level of the person. You still have the randomness of the enemies that you find um, doing damage, not dying on anything. Because if you die, it's um, pretty much game over, right? Start over. There's no point in trying to get back uh, because you lose so much time. Um, So, yeah. Speedrun of games that are random like this, I find always quite interesting because I almost uh, wonder, you know, how do you even measure it? Because it's random. So, um, but yeah the, it's cool seeing these uh, speedruns, um, one of the Twitch streamers that I've watched a lot of Diablo 2 over the years of is Mr SC. um, he's kind of quite well known, I believe, in the Diablo community, um, he, he did play Diablo 3, but his game is still Diablo 2, um, and even then just the original Diablo 2, or I guess Lord of Destruction, but not the Resurrected, um, he did play through the uh, some of the Diablo 4 stuff gave his thoughts on it kind of thing so um, he's still probably going to stick with Diablo 2 it sounds like so um, yeah that's the time commitment section um, to put it in one simple easy word infinite <laughs> the time commitment is however how much you want to put into it you're not really constrained with like you know Super Mario World you know I can beat it and then maybe I can beat it quicker this is there isn't I can beat it you define your own end to this game in my opinion and now we have our uh, patent pending kittable section. Um, so it's tricky, uh, to be honest with you. I, um, you know, obviously I was playing the game and I'm like, yeah, I'll throw this on the podcast. It'll be great. I want to chat about it, you know, stuff like that. There are some games that the parent uh, of the parent playing the video games podcast part um, don't really mesh, <laughs> to be honest with you. And this is a great example of one. Now, don't get me wrong. Kids are smart, way smarter than we probably give them credit for um so they'll probably be able to pick games up fairly quickly um playing on a pc uh the original with a mouse and keyboard I, I feel is just a little bit more challenging um for some kids uh, as i said i've been playing it on the ps5 diablo 2 resurrected uh with the controller um in general easier to control however because i was quite used to playing it on a keyboard and mouse there's just some things that were just a bit weird um like a little inconsistent with the controls across different screens is what it felt like but um the i, I eventually kind of got used to them so I'm much better now um as i said you can modify the uh, count of the players at one to eight uh, in the option if it's a single player game i don't know if you can do that in the online uh, game as i said i'm not playing online um i don't really have any desire to play with random people and um no one i know plays this game so i'm like yeah i'm gonna just play the single player offline version then be done with it kind of thing i think the online one as well is that you can run into some lags so if you're playing and you know it lags out on you you'll just die which is always a fun time when playing a hardcore character which is pretty much you die and your character's done you can't resurrect uh back in the day so yeah definitely don't want to be that and then there's the setting of the game um you know you're in hell demons Probably not the most kid-friendly game in that sense. I'm almost certain it's rated R or 18 or MA mature. I think that's the high rating or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I'm almost certain it's rated that. Um, again, the graphics aren't you know mind-blowing. And in, in Resurrected, they look fantastic. The lighting is really really good actually. Um, but I mean you know it is clearly obvious that you were destroying and just melting away enemies with blood and whatnot right um it isn't as i'd say gruesome as diablo 3 when it comes to that but again like the settings are um they're kind of scary it's dark um in a lot of places the music as i said is very great when it creates that atmosphere so it's probably not the most kid friendly so if i were to give this a kid rating which i have not created a rating system for it would be low <laughs> it would not be the most kiddable game um but Again, the kids are, um, you know, so bendy <laughs> when it comes to all sorts of things and adaptable. That's the word I'm thinking of. Um, that they can adapt and play this if you, you know, were to put it in front of them, kind of thing. But again, as I said, the setting story probably not the most kid friendly, so fairly low on the list. Alrighty, so now it is time to wrap it up. Um, my rating. Let's start with that. Ah, uh, ten out of ten, straight up. Um, It's uh, it's one of my favorite games, as I said, like, I mean, I I played it for a long time in the 2000s and then World of Warcraft took over my life pretty much. So I it was my it was a game that I always went back to. Um, It was always there always had great gameplay mechanics i never really not necessarily got bored with it i would get bored with it but it i always had the itch to go back to you know maybe either try a different build or continue looking for that one unique that really great item that would just take my build from being great to being just insanely good right so i i always like going back to it um the first time you play through it the storytelling is just so so good um when you the voice acting is great most of the npcs that you meet are great some of them are kind of dumb but that's okay that's normal the again the story is just so great that you get so immersed in it and then it's almost like the game as i said begins after you beat it because now you get it the replayability is there right you can keep going you can keep going into nightmare you can keep going into hell you can keep going until you find the items that you want It might not be for everyone simply because of that, because of the nature of it is that it is grindy. Of course it is. That's kind of the whole point. But nowadays, you know, back in the day when I played this in the early 2000s, I was on a single monitor and that's all I did. I played Diablo. Now, as I sit here, I have two monitors on my PC. Uh, I have an iPad. I have an iPhone. I can play this with PlayStation Remote Play on my iPhone, iPad, on the laptop while I'm watching something on TV. While I'm sitting with my wife, I can play this on my laptop. I can also, you know, play it on the TV and watch something. There's so many ways that you can kind of do almost like a multitasking kind of thing. And it's really kind of great in that aspect is that you can kind of just play it somewhat mindlessly. While watching something that you want to watch or, you know, watching The Simpsons or The Office. Something that you've seen six times before where you kind of just want to consume information but also play a little bit. But the playing doesn't take all your, you know, mental calories to focus on. Um, but, uh, yeah, being able to kind of have that as an option or being able to focus on it fully, you get that choice, is great. Uh, and then as well, like you can just jump into it every now and then right you don't have to play all of the characters all in one go and continue and be done getting back into the game is so quick and easy the learning curve and remembering how to play is so so simple so it's not a complex game in the slightest when it comes to that has a bit of a learning curve um but other than that yeah you're kind of good to go and uh there's a great resource that i've used for not only diablo 2 but diablo 3 as well it's called Icy Veins online. Uh, they have great builds, and as I mentioned, the Twitch streamer Mr. Mr. Lama SC, he actually has written several guides and made several videos of a lot of the characters. So there's so many resources out there for you. If you want to, you can just follow it to a T and make that build great, or you could kind of you know take it, go your own way, or don't even look at a guide. Just figure it out. The the hard part is that you can't just respec you know whenever you want so if you make a mistake and you're level 70 something yeah I don't know if you say you wasted hours but eh, maybe you put hours into it that you're like oh man that's a bummer kind of thing I, I shouldn't say you can't respec you actually can respec three times in the game but that's obviously something specific so and with that that is gonna do it for me um I had a really good time with this one to be honest with you. I felt like I was you know loosey-goosey kind of thing and just had a lot of fun with it i again it's man i just really do enjoy playing this game <laughs> It's uh, it took me a long time to pick it up actually because it came out the resurrected came out in 2021 and i was doing some other things and i uh, decided to, to not buy it and then thought about it uh and actually i saw that it was on sale because i got diablo 2 resurrected and i got um diablo 3 with the reaper of souls expansion And I think a little bit of DLC or something like that for like 23 Canadian dollars, which is like nothing really. (laughs) It was surprisingly cheap, but what was funny, I originally was just going to get Diablo two resurrected for 19. And then I saw, Oh, I can get Diablo three four $4 more. I haven't even installed it, downloaded it, whatever. I I, And I don't even know if I will anytime soon. Um, but at like four bucks, why not? Right. And again, like Diablo three and Diablo two are similar in that sense, where I'm like, I just like going into it and playing it and you know, just kind of spending time there, you know? Um, so as I said, thank you very much. I do appreciate everyone listening. Uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, the next episode as always is in two weeks and we will end with our traditional dad joke. What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? Where's the pop corn? And as I say that, I can smell that my wife made popcorn downstairs. So I am going to go see if there's any left and I can munch on. Uh, Have a great uh, evening, day, morning, whatever it may be. Uh, As I like to say, hug your kids, hug your wife, hug your whatever you want. Hug your stuffed animals, your dogs. Just give someone a hug. Hugs are great. Thanks again for everyone listening and we will see you next time.